Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we are doing something we have been threatening Devin with for the last few months now, <laughs> and that is making him watch Dirty, Dirty Dancing. This is a film he had never seen before. Uh, so we're going to shortly get into his reaction to it. But before we do that, uh, we, we, we usually start off the show talking about things that we've watched recently and we're going to make this a little bit more condensed than usual because we're uh 25 minutes behind at this point uh because the technical difficulties which aren't these guys' fault it is my fault um because i had to change my setup this weekend because i was doing a podcast with victims and villains in my setup uh this past weekend uh josh and i from victims and villains went to creature feature weekend in gettysburg and there's a photo on screen there of me with Ted Raimi. Uh, who, if you don't know horror films, Ted Raimi is the brother of Sam Raimi, who directed the Evil Dead films. Uh, the next baseball movie Ryan's going to make us watch uh, for love of the game and the the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Ted Raimi is also in the Spider-Man movies. He's Hoffman. He's the guy who suggests suggests uh, Dr. Octopus and then Dr. Strange and like really funny so food got poisoned (laughs) (laughs) um so i got to meet him over the weekend and i want to show off a few things that i got this weekend uh first i want to it it was a horror convention and it's kind of wasted on me but uh they had some really cool stuff that i was able to buy my wife and i was like i bought you something and i can't tell you what it is because if i tell you what i bought you you're gonna you're gonna divorce me on the spot like before you even see it i bought her hand towels Okay. I bought her the Overlook hand towels. <gasps> That's really cool, though. Yeah. Uh, they also had, like, Bates Motel, but we're like, yeah, I was like, yeah, the Overlook's cooler. Overlook's um, cooler. Yeah. So I bought that for her. So that was pretty cool. I got a, I got a lot of pins. Got to meet a lot of cool people, uh, a lot of filmmakers. So if you haven't, go check out Victims and Villains. They're going to be post. I think Josh is posting the review of the films this week. We sat down and talked for like an hour and a half about the films that we saw as part of the film festival of everything there. Uh, some of which I might make you guys watch for the show because they're available online. Um, but we sat down and got interviews with the sheriff from uh, Halloween was pretty cool. Oh, uh, nice. We interviewed the uh, sideshow act that was there and they are interested in being on our show. So that may <gasps> no happen. way. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, yes. Now, please. Uh <laughs> And uh, I got to talk to the authors of the Necrorama Nama Nom Nom. It is. You a, have that. I have that. Uh, I got to. We got to interview them, and uh, they're going to be part of the next live stream for victims and villains. The next uh, awareness-a-thon, which we are also doing in October. So, will they um, be cooking? Yes, they will be. Will they really? Yeah, I had. <gasps> I yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about it after the show. Um, oh man. But, I wanted to show off what I got myself at this horror okay. convention because it, it, it's straight up me. And it's part of the reason I, I guess I'm wearing this shirt today. I bought some VHS tapes. <laughs> that's not all. Wow. <laughs> and the reason I bought it, cause I got a deal. I got Superman for the quest for peace. <laughs> on VHS. So you are the only person I know that owns a, a VHS player and regularly uses it. 
I don't regularly use it though. It's plugged into the the screen that I'm looking at right now. This is a TV. I have the VHS hooked up to it. Uh-huh. I just haven't played anything on it. I'm going to. Like I'll probably uh when I'm editing this podcast, I'll probably put something on this TV and but Is is it like vinyl for you? Do things just feel better? You know, it's VHS? it's starting to be because I don't just buy the VHS to have them. Uh, uh-huh. I buy them because of the box art. Like I just like the box art. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I don't know if you know this about me. I like movie posters. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of them are really well done uh, covers. So that's enough about enough about awesome con or not awesome con uh, creature feature weekend. Uh, Ryan, you had something you want to talk about that you watched recently. What was that? Yeah. So it, uh, Thunder Force, the uh, Melissa McCarthy superhero movie with uh, Oct. Octavia, oh Octavia, man. Octavia Spencer, Octavia, with Octavia Spencer, and really, I watched it for Spencer because I really like, I really like her. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie that Kristen saw the trailer for like a week ago. Thought it was hysterical. It's right in the vein of like the heat of like Melissa McCarthy comedies, not oh, sure. like not identity theft. Like there's identity theft, and then there's the heat. The heat's good. Identity theft, not so much. This is more in the vein of the heat. Um, it's actually pretty decent. I'm not gonna lie. There are some moments where Melissa McCarthy gets into her like little like over-explanatory joke thing that she does occasionally. Um, but other than that, it's honestly not bad, yeah. uh, and it's definitely a good like. They, it's not a satire of the superhero genre. It's not making fun of the superhero genre. It is legitly two women who become superheroes because the one has, is like obsessed with avenging her parents. Oh, okay. And so, it's like, so, yeah. Yeah. So in the world that they made the movie in only villains naturally happen and they have to make heroes and that's what the one character spends her life doing eventually does. Melissa McCarthy's character ends up ruining part of the experiment. And instead of having one superhero, there's two. <laughs> and chaos ensues. It's I mean, honestly sounds, not bad. That sounds like an interesting premise. Like, I like the idea that only villains naturally happen. Yeah. Like, that's a cool enough premise for me. You almost had lost me the, the Melissa McCarthy part of it, though. I don't... Yeah. I, I I think I've seen only the stuff that's like identity theft, where she's just like brashing over the top and annoying. And like yeah. I don't think I've I've seen her no. in a more subtle role. There are plenty of shots in this where she's quiet and depressed mm-hmm. and sad. So she's not you know like over the top all the time. There's only maybe yeah. like three moments where she gets into her like over explaining joke moments. Yeah, but they're not bad. So I mean I, I honestly do recommend it. It's not yeah. that long. And yeah, it's it's actually funny. <laughs> Isn't Jason Bateman like half lobster or something in this? Yes, what? he is. Yes, yeah. he what? is. He is. Lo- right. He is. He is crab man. And I'm just going to tell you now, he has crab <laughs> arms, legit arms, like his arms and hands. He has pinchers. I love and it. There, yeah, it's uh, and there's a scene where him and uh, him and Melissa McCarthy go on a date. And they use surf and turf as a uh, joke a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> I, you know what? You might have had me, though, at Jason Bateman with crab arms. I love it. Yeah. No, it's, 
I honestly think I I honestly think both of you would enjoy it. Okay. Right. Well, I'm gonna have to watch it then. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, <laughs> stepping back a little bit because I forgot I had something okay. else to talk about. If you're paying attention to the slideshow here in the corner, so I'm watching a TV show that's been out for about a year now that uh, I finally sat down and committed to, and I'm now four episodes in, and that is Apple TV Plus's Ted Lasso, starring oh, Jason shoot. Sudeikis. All right. Uh, so, Ryan, do you know anything about Ted Lasso? This is this is the American soccer coach going over to coach like a British Premier League team. Yes. Okay. I've seen plenty of previews for it. I am interested in it. I want to watch it. The problem is I don't have Apple TV. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh I I might have to have you come over and watch it. Uh Okay. It is phenomenal. Devin, okay. this is right up your alley. Like there the sense of humor in here. Yeah is fantastic it's created by jason sudeikis and bill lawrence who created scrubs so it's hysterical and yet all of the characters you feel for all of the characters even the ones you're not supposed to like even the the if the the owner of the team is the the villain of the show you're Mm -hmm. you like start to fall in love with her as a character by episode four oh wow yeah, it's so well done. I cannot recommend it. I know it's weird. Somebody on the internet recommending Ted Lasso, but um, I highly recommend it. Ryan, it's it might be worth getting Apple TV just for this show for you. Okay, because it's one of those things where I, I saw the I saw the preview once and I was like, this looks interesting. This actually looks really funny because that's the complete reverse. Because normally, whenever like the u.s men's team or u.s women's team needs a new coach they bring in a european they mm-hmm. they don't bring in an american so it completely turns what soccer and football fans think on you know like how uh, things work on their head to a yeah point. and i don't want to spoil why he's there but you've seen major league so yeah it's it may or may not be something like that uh okay so that doesn't spoil any like yeah it, if you answer this question, it will not spoil anything for me. Believe me. Is it pretty much the kind of a little bit of the premise of Major League just in the soccer world? Kind of. Yes. Okay, that's how, good. That's, I was yeah. hoping. Uh, <laughs> and if you guys need another reason to get Apple TV Plus, uh, John Stewart's show premieres next month. So. Oh, shoot. Is that on Apple, Apple TV yeah. Plus? I'm mad about it. I might have to get it now. Do, do you have, Devin, I know you have an iPhone. Do you have Apple Music? No. Okay. They have a bundle. No. We'll we'll talk about it later. That's why I got. Okay, it. we'll have to talk. Okay. Yeah. We'll have All to right. talk then. So Devin, real quick, what have what yes. have you been up to? What have you been watching? So I've been I've been watching what I've been affectionately calling the Disney movies no one asked for. <laughs> uh, it starts with Cruella. So I watched the new live action Cruella Deville movie, uh, which if you tell anybody a plot point from the movie, this movie sounds absolutely bananas. Uh, Ryan or Alan, I know you got the plot point about why she doesn't like Dalmatians. I've and, seen, I've seen, the, I bought this for with the premiere access. I'm assuming it's okay. for, it's available on Disney Plus for it's, everyone it's now. It's free now, yeah. I bought it for the premiere access for my niece who had my app, my Disney Plus account at the time, and yeah, does doesn't anymore. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> 
if I don't say it out loud, they can't hear. They they don't know. Um, <laughs> I wa- I bought it for her for her birthday so she could watch it, and then I heard a like before I even bought it. I wanted to because I heard about the the enticing the plot point. The, the plot point. Uh, and then when I went to her, to visit my niece, she showed me this movie and we watched up to that point. And then I was like, I, I don't need to see the rest of this right now. I'll watch it later. But I no, saw what can. I wanted to see. And I'm, I'm kind of sad we're not going to spoil it right now. Can we just spoil that part? It's like I think we I, can. I, I, it's I th- fine with me. It's- Ryan's frozen. So, oh, yeah. No, Ryan. I think- Yay. I'm frozen. <laughs> All right, Devin, so- go right ahead. So she hates Dalmatians because when she was a kid, Dalmatians pushed her mom off a cliff. That's why she hates Dalmatians. Uh, the rest of the movie is so good, though. Like, I wasn't expecting to like this movie as much as I did. I really like this movie. The soundtrack's great. Both of the Emmas are amazing in the movie. Uh, I just, I loved it. And and I think that, that we should watch it. And again, it's... I keep trying to work out a pun between Devil Wears Prada and Dalmatian. Something like Devil Wears Dalmatian or something. Polka I don't dots. know. It, okay, yeah, it, it, but none of it like clicks like it should. But like it's it's so good. And I, I want us to watch it. The and Dalmatian then, Wears Prada. The Dalma- Thank you. It's simple, Devin. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Well, <laughs> Way to go, Ryan! (laughs) The the Dalmatian wears Prada. To me, it just makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. (laughs) We might we might have to do a Emma Stone triple feature because I have a like after the movie that we're talking about today, I have something that I was like, oh, now Ryan, now Devin can watch this, and it features Emma Stone. I'm gonna have to watch. We'll have to do it then. So yeah. then on the other end of the Disney spectrum, I watched the live action Mulan movie. Uh, it was fine. How it much was mu- just fine. How much Mushu is in it? None. Zero percent Mushu. No Mushu. I'm really mad about it, actually. Uh, I. It's a pain. I like what the movie was doing. But to give you a sense of how I felt about the movie, the second the movie was over, I turned on the original just to watch I'll Make a Man Out of You. And that sequence. Uh, I it, it falls into that category of live action remakes that are very competent and they do what they do. They make changes for the sake of making changes. And I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm not entirely sure how much I love the changes that they make, but they're just changes. And I get it. You have to do that because if you feed me the same thing live action, I'm not going to love it. But I, I'd still prefer the original over this. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did they pretty much turn it into like a war story? No, less no, they... like less like fantastical and more like this is a live action movie, so we're just going to make it a bit more centered on more believability. No, they made it a Marvel movie. It's it so no really. So the, and this isn't spoiling anything, but basically kind of the crux of Mulan is embrace who you are, right? Mulan is just Mulan. She's having an identity crisis. Embrace who you are. Great. (laughs) The plot of this movie is embrace who you are because who you are is a superhero. So she flies, shoots laser beams. Laser beams, no. Flies, yes. 
She literally like so she so she can fly like Superman. Like she can just stay there. Not, not like flying. Superman, but she does wire work better than anybody else. But that's uh, wire and, work. Yeah, but it's, it's 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 like every time she's Mulan and she's being true to herself, she is perfect at everything all the time. Okay, I, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yeah. watch it. Yes. Okay. And the next yes, time yes. we do this segment before the show, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you why you're overreacting to this. Please do. I can tell you right Please. now why you're overreacting to this. It's the why? Eastern style of filmmaking. It's that's, that's what they're going for. They're going for that influence, like the hidden a crouching tiger, hidden dragon type of film. Like they're going for that style. I believe they were. And they, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is they totally were, but it almost felt like they didn't want to, like they wanted that you could feel like the filmmakers wanted to toe this line between full crouching tiger, hidden Mushu. And I did one. Uh, and just like an American style film. And they just like, did, they threaded this needle that I just don't think works. I think they either should have went like full wire work, full Eastern style style film, or give me like saving private Ryan, but it's Mulan now. Like, you know, don't, don't be in the middle. Why not, why not do a hybrid? Shang-Chi in <laughs> theaters Friday. Yeah, there we go. I can't wait to see this. By the way, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, right. We'll, yeah. we'll talk. Yeah, I, I'm not watching it before next week, so <laughs> I might watch Cruella. That that might be it. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna get into the topic uh, at hand. That uh, why we're here. Um, why we lost most of the people watching the stream. Because we haven't been talking about it yet. Uh, and that is Dirty Dancing. This is a 1987 film starring Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, and Jerry Orbach's eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I kept making Jerry Orbach's eyes jokes during the, during the movie. Um, Ryan, I'll have to send you that John Mulaney bit later. Um, but... So this film, uh, just to, if you haven't seen Dirty Dancing, like Devin, I'm guessing 24 hours ago, uh, spending the summer at a Catskills resort, her family, with her family, uh, Francis Baby Houseman falls in love with the camp's dance instructor, Johnny Castle. Mm. Uh, so it's a romantic, I don't know, it's a, it's a romantic film uh, that has a lot of dancing set in like the 19 late 1950s early 1960s it's before kennedy was shot 63 63 okay, oh, 63 I, okay. I wanted to say 63 i just want i wasn't sure um so ryan what is your history with dirty dirty dancing well i my parents tried to have me watch it when i was a kid and obviously as a kid i was not interested in this at all nothing about it ever interests me and i didn't really care to watch it ever again and then when i started dating Kristen, she had me watch it when i uh when we started dating so i was like mid-20s and early 20s and at that point i watched it and i was like oh this is not the movie i thought it was when i watched it when i was like 10 so um i've watched it a handful of times since then all the way through i've seen it a lot in bits and pieces but this is definitely it's a good movie it's a good solid movie I like it. I like what it's trying to tell. Um, I like the way it does it. I like the actors in it. And I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a film that my mom would watch 
occasionally when it was on TV. I don't think it's one we own on VHS, but if it was on like USA or something, she would usually watch it. So I, I saw it bits and pieces. I watched it with my before with my wife before we were married. Um, and I've got a story about that later, but yeah, it's a, it's a enjoyable film. It's got a great soundtrack. Um, like the chat mentioned, it, it has a uh, Wayne Knight from Seinfeld and Jurassic park fame. Um, the mom from Gilmore girls plays the mom in this. Um, and that, yeah. So I, I really enjoy this film. Um, which leads us to the, the, the big question here before we get his reaction Devin, what did you think this film was? Bef- what do you think this film was about before you sat down and watched it? All right. So I had this exact same thing with the movie Fight Club before I watched the movie Fight Club. I figured the movie Fight Club was basically just Rocky, but not maybe like an underground Fight Club, right? Because they take things very literal. If you're going to call the movie Fight Club, the movie's got to be literally about Fight Club and nothing else. So Dirty Dancing, I figured that there was like, a cruise quarters in the basement of this luxury resort and this hapless young rich white girl happens down there and my goodness how are they dancing but she learns to dance their way and it's better and she shows her that's what i thought the movie was basically uh okay. and i was wrong yeah i was wrong yeah yeah good you, were, you weren't expecting that abortion were you no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good you got it in there all right so <laughs> What did you, yeah. uh, what did you think uh, of the film? It's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. It's just fine. I, I want to talk through some questions that I had about it with you okay. guys because I, I've been I, struggling. My wife told me when we finished watching this, she's like, now this is what you're going to tell Devin when he brings up this point, And this is why he's <laughs> wrong. And I'm really curious to see if that's one of the, the questions that you have. <laughs> I'll probably bring it up. I'm sure. Probably. I'm actually disappointed that you have questions to begin with, but let's get going. Yeah. Wait, why? No. Is this supposed to be super self-explanatory? I thought it was supposed to be. The 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 thing that she brought up is a very Devon point to point out. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> there is a logical explanation for it in okay. the film if you pay attention. Um. So let's go through some of the issues you have and things you want to talk about. Cause it's a pretty self-explanatory film. It is a little bit of what you said. She does mm-hmm. stumble onto this world of the staff at this resort and steps in for a woman who is unable to be um, Patrick Swayze's dance partner for this routine. So it is a little bit of her learning these dance moves from Patrick Swayze. So what are some of the points that you want to talk about? So the first, the first one is I want to I want to a beat my previous self up a little bit uh, and apologize to a few people. So, growing up, uh, one of my exes had this huge, huge, huge thing with Patrick Swayze. It was her favorite person, uh, and she absolutely loved him. And I think I distinctly remember getting into a fight with her about it and going, "What does Patrick Swayze have that I don't?" Guys, the answer is everything. Is it After the watching this movie? It's everything. Is it the ex I'm thinking of? It's the ex you're thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The answer in this movie is everything. He is he is perfect in this movie. I fell in love with Patrick Swayze in this movie. It's wonderful. Have you seen Ghost? No. Ooh. The, only other Pat- the only other Patrick Swayze movie I've seen is Red Dawn. That's it. I know him as Wolverines and now this. <laughs> okay, I know him from this. And ghost. 
Okay. And now Red Dawn, because we did that before. I've never seen Roadhouse. And I think that's a whole different side of Patrick Swayze. I have seen Roadhouse. It's wonderful. Oh, and I've seen the, you know, no, you've seen the, the SNL skit. Yeah. The, the, uh, the Chippendales. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. Love Patrick Swayze in this. He's phenomenal. I love the performances in general too. Like people acted well, uh, you know, who, the soundtrack, you know, who, uh, didn't love Patrick Swayze, but still acted very well. Who? Jennifer gray. They did not get along. No, they didn't. How could he, you not get along with Patrick he, Swayze? He wanted her to be in this film, but she didn't want to be in it because she hated him on the set of Red Dawn. Wait, was she in Red Dawn? Yeah, she was one of the girls that they were protecting. It was her. Oh. And, uh, Would you pull the pin for me? Oh, that was her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Oh, and it, yeah. And it was her and the one from Back to the Future. The, yeah. the mom from Back to the Future. Okay, got it. Now I'm, now I'm oriented correctly. I didn't know yes. they hated each other. That's a shame. All right, so real problem. And this is the one that I wanted to talk about. And I want to know, because I see that your wife's in chat, so I want to know if she caught this one. Guys, is this just like a a rich person savior movie? So so there's a... I, <laughs> fair, fair. But let me, let me talk you through it, right? So there's a couple of lines and a couple of things from Patrick Swayze where he's like, rich people are the worst. Grr, grumble, they treat us poorly. But rich, you know, rich lady comes in, goes, let me solve your problems, and then proceeds to solve their problems. She comes in and, you know, pays for the abortion. She learns to dance, which lady has been doing, spending most of her lifetime, I'm assuming, learning. And she's like, forget it. I'm rich. I can learn it in a week and does it well enough to be competent in a week. And then, or less time, maybe. I don't know how long they were there. Uh, I want to talk about time frame in a second. And then... At the end, they're just. She's just like, let me open your eyes to the world, and my rich dad will accept you. And that's the acceptance you've been looking for your whole life. You just wanted a rich dad to accept you. And I think that's the weird read that I took from this, was that it almost felt like her coming in to save the day. And and I wanted I wanted to talk through it. So to me, first off, the fact that she also worked on her dad, mm-hmm. she turned her dad around on it as well to a point Mm -hmm. that to me negates this being that type of a movie because this because her working on her dad and that speech that she gives her dad turns this from what you're talking about to it's just her doesn't matter if she's rich or not it's who she is that is helping the situation yeah i i think I agree a bit with Ryan here more than you, Devin. Sorry. You knew, okay. you no. knew you were going to be wrong with this going in. I, I knew so. I did. Well, that's why I wanted to talk uh, through it. Like, okay. So her whole thing at the beginning of the film is she wants to go join the Peace Corps. Like she says that in the in the opening uh, narration. And then like at the first dinner when there's leftovers, she makes it like she her parents are making fun of like the the starving and in Europe and she's like, no, actually West Africa. And they're like, okay, box the food and have send it off to Africa for baby. Um, So she has like these big goals for changing the world. But I think over her time with Patrick Swayze, she realizes that she can help by starting one person who's just like a few social classes below her in her vicinity. Like, it's not really about 
the grand gesture of traveling and joining the Peace Corps. Like you can help other people uh, see different values that they might not see just living their life the way they have been. Yeah, and and that's a good point. And chat's bringing up a couple of good points too, where uh, you know that this is about a woman who's growing up or a woman who's growing up to become a woman, and that it's it's a coming of age story for her. And I think. I think one of my hardest part was I had, I had such a hard time. I, I think just seeing that and not mm-hmm. seeing her as like a stand in for the wealthy, and and that's my bad because at one point, like, at one point he was talking about or Patrick Swayze and, and her or were laying in bed and he was like, you know, oh I, I used to you know hang out with all of these women and I used to you know get these cards two three times a day and I think oh this means that they care about me, but it turns out that they, I was just being used. And I literally said out loud, like Romano was with me, I was like, yeah, but is baby using you now too? Is this just like, are you just like the bleeding heart project that she needs to work on before she can go to the Peace Corps? Like, and I didn't like, I I think I had a hard time not seeing like Patrick Swayze and her friend's problems as her saying, hey, here's a problem I can solve. Here's people that I can help. I want to change the world. Let's start with these people and not like, let me grow as a person. And I don't know if that's me looking, I mean, it, it's probably a me bias, I'm sure it is. But I think that was my my struggle with the film is I was like, well, what's her motivation for doing this? Is it because she needs to help somebody? She's prepping for, you know, I, I think she's going to East Asia or Southeast Asia or something. Well, it could also be, I mean, she just turned 18. Like she's mm-hmm. going to college after this is all done and over with. Mm-hmm. And it's 1963, if I'm correct, on Roe versus Wade, it's still illegal, which they I said did, it is. I did want to ask and that because they didn't say it, but they like, hmm? It's illegal still okay. in 1963, I believe. And her dad flat out was like, that's what he used my money for? I cannot believe you would do this. Yeah. And then, and, then, and, and then got him to a point to kind of like, put that off to the side by the end of the mm-hmm. movie. So you're talking about a girl that was raised in a family that the father figure is like, no, this is illegal. This is bad. Do you, you, you know, it's like, you, you can't do this, but she lied to her dad to get the money to pay for it. So she already had beliefs that were different from her parents that were kind of radical for the time mm-hmm. period. Well, mainstream radical for the time period and that you know and that is one of the things i did like though is i liked jerry orbach's kind of path through the story where he starts out as a guy that's like i guess we'll just box the food in southeast asia like like that kind of like insensitive we make too much money haha look at us joke uh and and turn him into somebody who like really sees the human side in what he just deems as like the help yeah which like i i really did like that i think just my i think my problem just must have been baby like and what i thought her motivations were and maybe it was me like reading it wrong but i think it was just me like attributing weird motivations to her Devin, the film has the perfect message for you it, it, you took the idea of baby and everything she stands for and put her like over there but no Wait. one puts baby in the corner <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, which I have to say, uh, the woman who wrote this story, and then Patrick Swayze who gave the line, 
yeah. Patrick Swayze said on set when they were filming this that it was the dumbest line of the movie, but he still gave it anyway. And his and and the way that he gave the line wasn't uh-huh. him trying to like act the line out properly. He didn't want to give it, and he was mad that he had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he thought so it was the. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. So Chad says that it's weird that I see the dad's growth, but not babies in the story. And I think it's because I kept seeing baby as the catalyst for other people's growth. Like everywhere that she stuck her nose, people started growing, like in changing in different ways. And, you know, like, like she, you know, entered into Johnny Castle's life and he was like, maybe my life is worse. And like, I just think I, I saw her as the catalyst for growth and not her as the growth agent or the growing person. Well, here's the thing. She does what she does because she has to grow. So she says naively, well, mm-hmm. isn't there something you can do? There's, you know, there's ways of handling the situation. And she's told mm-hmm. flat out, maybe for you, not for me. Right. And then baby goes, oh, in her head for the character, it's like, oh, well, yeah, no, they don't really have the same, uh, uh, you know, they really don't have the same, you know, assets that I do. Mm-hmm. I could possibly help them. So right. this is just her acting out on what she wants to do. I think what you're doing is you're taking her mm-hmm. and you're doing exactly what this movie is showing, which is how our society in the 60s and still today is pretty much class separated and it's based on economics Mm -hmm. what you're doing is taking oh this is some white rich girl Mm. and you didn't see anything besides her helping people and go oh this is just a savior story and you ignored everything else so and probably i mean fair probably uh i and i'll i'll admit to that i think i i think it just I think that was the part that, that got me, though, was just everywhere that she went, just things changed for the better. And I was like, yeah, but... And, and Chat brought up a good point. The one lady wouldn't have been in the bad situation without her being involved, right? Like, she wouldn't have been had enough money to pay for the abortion and therefore wouldn't have needed medical attention. Like, that's a straight-out bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I also don't think that the, the doctor that they had already found and gotten a, gotten a quote from is actually her fault though like yeah she's the one who gave him the money but it's not mm-hmm. her fault that the doctor was a, qu- a quack i mean fair mm-hmm. um uh they call her out f- on solving it by sol- throwing money at the problem it's about her learning why that doesn't work yep yeah i mean that's not wrong i i think I, another yeah. part of it is like her like stepping out of this world that she's grown up in and seeing this different side of life that people aren't as fortunate as her to have money to solve these problems and have a, a family who cares for her. Cause like her parents do care for her. They want the best for her. Oh, yeah. It doesn't seem like uh, Johnny's parents necessarily want that for him. Like, well, does, did Johnny's parents ever get brought up? Like ever, I think they brought get brought up once, or they, like, at, like at the end of the season, like some like he ha- has to go back home and work at the, like the family place or something. It I know for a painters union. Yeah, the painters union. Painter, okay, got it. So, yes, okay. So I I I'm okay to get past that because I think that was my biggest point of the movie is I think that I didn't get past 
her going in and kind of changing things. And I think it was the whole, like, her learning to dance so fast where I was like, that's another tick. Cause like, I don't know. I, I I'm again, I'm assuming she's just a natural dancer and I just have to put that off. to the You're, side. you're, you're getting closer to the, 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 the tick that my wife put down for you. Well, I want to know what that is in the worst way. Uh, if you, if you don't bring it up, if you don't bring it up, I'll, I'll bring it up. But I want to know what else you had issues it. with, with this. Film. No, th- that was really, that was the big one. Okay. That was really hard for me to get over for a lot of the movie where I, I mean, I, I liked parts of it. I thought this was a very good romantic movie. Okay. I liked the leads. I liked, I mean, so Ryan, I think earlier I had mentioned that this was, oh my God, isn't Patrick Swayze hot the movie? Yeah. I was wrong. This is, oh my God, isn't Patrick Swayze emotional the movie? <laughs> he's got all the emotions and he's so good at it. Yeah. I can't wait to make you watch Ghost. Like that's going to be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so speaking of things that you liked about the movie, what what was your favorite musical moment? Like favorite dancing or just musical cue or Ryan, do you have one? Yeah, uh it's when they're doing Loverboy. Okay. When they're doing their dance routine before the 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 before the the, the mini boss, mini me the wannabe (laughs) boyfriend shows up and kind of like interrupts them. I've always liked that scene, even when I was a kid, because I thought it was just like, it was to me when I was like 10 years old, when I first saw that, I was like, Oh, it's adults playing. Like it's just adults having fun. Like that's how I read that scene. And now as an adult, it's more like, I know what that song's about. I know what the relationship they have. And it's still fun. (laughs) Uh, this is going to sound so incredibly lame for me. I just like the last one. Uh, I I could cinema sins it, but I won't. Like, do it. I, do it. I mean, the cinema sins part is: isn't he fired? Why would they have let him and everybody just dance? Why does everyone know the choreography to the same? Dance that was it. That was why you had a bro. That's what she <laughs> called you on. Like, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> But so this is why they, this is why they have the this is why they know the choreography, yeah. and th- when that scene that Ryan was just talking about, where th- he interrupts their uh, "Come Here, Lover Boy" scene, he gets yeah. all excited because he's like, "Oh, I've been working on this dance with the with the with the crew." Like they all know this dance routine that they haven't oh. been able to work on. That's why they they all and they know were the doing choreography. that. Yes, that's really funny. So wait, that was that was the dance that was supposed to happen anyway. Was "Do You Love Me" and then yes, or whatever song that was. Oh, oh okay, yeah. and then like Patrick Swayze was just swaying it up. Yeah. Oh. oh also, Ryan, exciting. please respond to that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. Wasn't. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that later. Okay. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want, there's there's some noise outside, so I just want to make sure my mic wasn't picking it up. Uh, oh yeah. So. No, we don't hear anything. Uh, good, um, but good. no, I didn't look. I I don't really want to cinema sins a lot of stuff like this. Like the the end was what it was, and if I really wanted to be like all weird about it, and, and even if they didn't explain it, I would just be like, look, it's the movie is told in past narration. She's remembering this happening. Let her remember a choreographed dance number. It's fine. Okay. Uh yeah, for me, it's a tie between um, the Lover Boy and the Final Dance. Uh, yeah. I, I told I tease that I have a story about the Final Dance. Um, Tell me. So at my wedding, uh, 
time of my life came on, like the DJ played it, and I grabbed two of my groomsmen because my wife was across the room talking to. I, th- I think it was she was talking to like her brother or something. I grabbed mm-hmm. two of my groomsmen. It wasn't it wasn't Devin. It was my groomsmen no. Curtis and Jared. I grabbed them. I was like, okay, guys, follow my lead, and we just danced up to my wife, at like Patrick Swayze does with everyone behind him, and we got like five feet away from her. Like we're about thirty feet away. We we get up like five feet from her, and that's when she finally sees us. So we did it across the whole reception hall. Uh, it was mostly for you anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> oh, I love that. One of the things that I love about this movie, just in general, is the music and how the music that's picked for each scene fits in some way. Whether it be the lyrics themselves match exactly what's going on, um, or the lyrics m- match the feeling or the emotion you're supposed to be feeling in that scene, or if it's just the music itself not the lyrics, but the actual beat of the music matching the feel of the room. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things that stuck out to me when I saw it when I was older and what made me appreciate it more and why sometimes I'll just put this thing on and clean the apartment occasionally. <laughs> Cause I mean, it's got a great soundtrack. Oh, it's wonderful. I've yeah. got a lot of these songs stuck in my head all day. Yeah. Um, okay. So I had another weird question. What, when does this take place? Like, I understand that it's the end of summer and like they're going like, they're going up to uh, the Catskills. I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for like an end of summer three, is it three weeks? Three weeks. Yeah. Okay. I don't care how long it took her to, to learn to dance. She's superwoman. She can learn to dance fast. It's okay. What gets me, I think, and I think is the most funny is that it goes from, Hey, this is a summer bash. We're all in our 60s style bathing suits, swimming, to sad Jerry Orbach on a pier where the leaves are now in full fall form and someone's throwing ca- uh, like leaves in front of the camera for the shot. Like, I've never been to the Catskills. Is that how fast fall happens? You haven't seen that episode of Family Guy where the leaves <laughs> like change in- immediately? <laughs> I haven't, no. But I, I think... Yeah, I think because of that, it made the the whole like movie feel like it took place over a much longer period of time for me. Okay, so Devin, you're from Pennsylvania, right? Yes. And you have experienced weeks where Monday would be 98 degrees, and then by Friday, the high is like 68. <laughs> I mean, yes. Okay. It's The weather is worse when you get up into the Catskills, okay. where it can be like one day it's... Oh look, it's a nice. It's nice. It's high. It's in the seventies, but the leaves start turning color the next day. And, and then it's depend- just, yeah. And then and 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 you know, depending on where all these people are from, swimming in sixty degree weather at a lake might be what they're used to. <laughs> I, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Where like, if they're used to that climate, it's fine. Yeah. Because I'll like for me, it's it's cold here. It's in the fifties here, and it's cold. People are outside walking around in shorts and a t-shirt here. So I mean, I think you're right. Like I think it's just like what they're used to. Yeah, I mean, it's like anybody you know who lives in Florida. If the if it drops into like the low seventies or sixties, they're wearing coats. Yeah, it was the same in L.A. Like everybody's yeah. wearing coats if it dropped into the sixties. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, fair. Because I mean, I think that was my only problem is it was it was hard for me to gauge just length of time. Because like, I don't know how long and, and I do, I guess I do want to ask at least I, I, I won't be mean about it. But like, how long did she have to learn the dance number? The, I, the tango thing? I think a week and a half. Was yeah. it a week and a half? Okay. Yeah. Which is doable. Maybe not for yeah, me, I mean, but it's doable. Not for definitely yeah. not for, and maybe that's why I like keep thinking she's Superwoman because I can't dance at all. Okay, so um, do you want to know something that might change your mind on all of this? Yeah. Okay, so now before I say this, there is an episode on this movie on the movies that made us on Netflix. Is there? And I watched it, so okay. that's where some of this stuff is coming from. Um. Patrick Swayze was a dancer. His mom ran a uh, ran a dance school uh, when he was growing up. So he he's a dancer. He knows how to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Grey, that's her name, right? I got yes. that name right. Yeah. Um, she was not like she knew how to dance at like a party, but she was not a professional dancer in the least. So a lot of the scenes where Patrick Swayze is teaching her how to dance. Mm-hmm. That's real frustration in Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Um, so the relationship as characters was teacher was, you know, teacher and student. And that's an exact quote from the thing that I watched. And so that's how it also was with them as people when they were filming. So when they were doing the scenes of him, te- you know, of you know, Johnny teaching baby how to dance and do that dance. She was literally learning how to do that dance while they were filming the scenes. See, I really appreciate that. Cause I, I feel like I've seen so many movies where they're like, you know, here's this, you know, here's this person who's just learning how to dance. Meanwhile, she's like practiced for months, knows the yeah. dances by heart, like, and she's faking learning. Yeah. And this yeah. was a low budget movie and they only had a certain amount of time to actually film. And I'm sure she got classes before they started filming, but she was still not a professional dancer and he was. So, you know, there's that. Um, but I highly recommend watching that episode for anybody yeah. watching this. I highly recommend that episode because there's a lot of stuff about this movie in the background that is amazing i i need to start watching the, those documentaries i need i, I want to watch the movies that made us and the toys that made us oh yeah because uh, yeah. I, I i i watched the documentary on the finale of the mandalorian i need to watch more stuff like this um i heard that one's a good one though that was really good um if you want to see john favreau cry over star wars like yes please yeah yes, um, please. maybe more than i want to watch dirty dancing again though well, there well, were. Little... Okay, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you no. go ahead. Oh, well, there were. If you want more dirty dancing in your life, there are multiple versions of this that you can watch, including a sequel. There? Yes, there is a sequel to this. There in two thousand four. Well, there was a TV show uh, based off of this in the eighties. Not going to talk about that too much because I don't have that page pulled up on IMDb. There was a sequel in two thousand four called Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Is it? Um, that sounds it, about as good as the title. Sounds hold good. on, have yeah. either of you seen it? I have no. not, but I'm intrigued knowing who the lead actor is now. Uh, so it stars um, Diego Luna. Who is that? Cassian Andor from Rogue One. 
Oh, weird. Yeah. K2SO's friend, Ryan. Okay. The one who's getting a <laughs> Disney Plus show. Uh, it also has uh, January Jones, John Slattery. Uh, I think those are the only two people from Mad Men on here. Pop star Maya is in this. Oh. And I think and I think Patrick Swayze has a cameo. What? Yeah. So hold on. Is it a canonical sequel? Is it a spiritual successor? Like... I, I don't know if it's canon as a sequel because it take, looks like it takes place in the same time period. Oh, no. It takes oh, okay. place in 1958. So it's technically if it's in the same universe, it's a prequel. Um, <laughs> but it was made in 2004. So uh, I don't know if it I doubt it's canon. They are making a sequel, though, with Jennifer Grey. No, they're not. They're making a, a a continuation of Baby Story. It's in pre-production now, so. What what story does? Sh- okay, sure. Yeah, got it. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it. There's also an Indian version of this, a Bollywood remake of <gasps> of it. Why called- did you not have me watch that version? It's called Yellow. Holiday. Stop. What's it called? Holiday. Holiday? Yeah. Listen, Ryan, un- unabashedly, I love Bollywood. I just do. You know what? I'm not surprised. I, <laughs> I really do. I would love Holiday. I bet that, I would. That's such a fedora thing to say. I don't mean it. It is. To be, it is. I'm sorry. It's, Look. Oh, no. And, and Devin. Why... <laughs> if, you go, Alan. That's if okay. the Bollywood version wasn't enough. There is a made-for-TV movie version of this starring Little Miss Sunshine herself, Abigail <gasps> Breslin, as Baby. Weird. And Weird. Colt Protz as Johnny. I don't know what else he was in. I don't know him. He's on This Is Us, I guess. Or oh, was, okay. One episode. This close. Yeah, he's not in much. But there was a made-for-TV movie. Uh, Sarah Hyland from... Wait, he's in this? Sarah Hyland Who? from uh one second. Sarah Hyland from Modern Family's in here. Yeah. Uh Katie Seagal, Bruce Greenwood plays the dad, Deborah Messing plays the mom. Billy D. Williams is in it. <gasps> as the what? band leader, I'm guessing, is Tito. <laughs> um So yeah, that's you had me at Billy D. Williams. I was gonna, I was gonna say this sounds horrible, but Billy D.'s in it, like, it'll be worth it. I'm gonna get me a Colt 45 and watch this. If he's pushing Colt 45, I'm watching. Yeah, I mean, when isn't Billy D. Like, I have the Batman '89 comics that have Billy D.'s likeness, and mm-hmm. even then, I want to re- drink a Colt 45. So, does anyone want to drink a Colt 45? No, no, they don't. No. <laughs> they tried to name a baseball team after it, and they did, and the what? name got changed. So you know, hmm. Ew. The Houston Astros for the first four seasons of their existence, they were known as the Houston Colt Forty Fives. I'm not surprised at all. And they had a Colt Forty Five on the jersey, like an actual outline of a Colt Forty Five on the baseball jersey. <laughs> Gross. Sorry, gross. <laughs> All right. Anything else about Dirty Dancing we want to talk about before we wrap this up? The melons. <laughs> what about them? I th- there are two lines in this that I laugh hysterically at every time I watch it. And it's when 
uh, Johnny asks about, you know, like why she's there, you know, like why she's in the basement. And she says, I, I carried a melon and she beats herself up for it after he walks away. She's like, you stupid. I mean, it's like, I like that line and I, and I laugh because we've all had those moments where, 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 you know, we've all said something stupid because we were intimidated in one way or another from the person, from the person that we were talking to. And then the second line is when the the family gets there for the first time and the father meets his like, uh, fam, like a family member that owns the resort or something. Mm -hmm. Um, he says, if it wasn't for this man, I'd be standing here dead. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I just, I just, those two lines in that moment where that, and especially with the melons, because the guy goes to open up the door and he almost drops both of them, but he somehow saves both melons that must be like 10 pound melons each their suckers are huge (laughs) uh there's a moment in here that was ruined by john mulaney for me and i think it's like when the dad is like confronting johnny he's like i know what i see and i just turn my wife like with jerry orbach's eyes Oh, um, I'm gonna Alan send, will send you the bit. Yeah, okay. I'll send you the bit. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like I've had you watch this bit before because at least part of it. No, it's from a different special. Never mind. Okay, so um, do you guys? So first off, Ryan, I love the lines. I love the melon line because literally, I did that that thing. I did it today. Yeah. So I mean, I, I. I I, I felt that was so relatable, and I really it it made me warm up to her character. Yeah. Um, but um i had a question and i forgot my okay. question halfway through asking the question it's okay don't worry about it uh, okay. i yeah yeah was so, it. yeah so i mean there's a lot in this movie to unpack when it comes yeah. to the messages in it um about class structure and you know just social issues there's a lot in there um mm-hmm. but it's just an overall good romantic movie like just yeah. overall i agree and it the thing about it is that the romance part of it feels earned like it doesn't feel like oh they meet each other it's love at first sight it's messy and it's weird and it's awkward and like you know genuinely i wanted to know what happened after the movie like i want to know like did they stay together was this a summer fling is he work you know what i mean i wanted to know is he a painter is he a painter? yeah right right and i like i i am intrigued by the idea of continuing baby's story like 35 years later, but I don't know how to tell that, tell a story without Patrick Swayze. Maybe they'll do a, um, an independence day thing and just have a picture of him on the wall of a hangar. God, I hope in. not. <laughs> I really hope not. Honestly, I think the best thing to do would just be to take what happened in real life and have that, you know, have the reason why the character isn't in the movie to be a tribute to Patrick Swayze and the character at the same time. So what I would do, I mean, to be honest, he passed away. Yeah. And, you know, he passed away and the reason surrounding that. And then you have her dealing with the fallout of it. Or you just recast with... uh her actual husband clark gregg agent colson himself that's her actual husband yeah 
Oh, that's fun. How do you know that? Yeah. I could not take him filling the role of Johnny Castle. I can't. I, nobody I can't puts, do that. Nobody puts Nick Fury in a corner. Nobody. <laughs> nobody does. Um, I remembered my question, by the way. Okay, go Excellent. for it. So this movie is, a, I mean, it's super popular. It's a lot of people's favorite movie. It gets referenced a lot in mm-hmm. things. Uh do you guys have a specific or favorite reference to this movie? Uh, and I'll come up with one that I'm mad at. Go for so it. So I'd never, I'd obviously never seen this movie before, and I knew it got referenced in Family Guy back when I thought Family Guy was just the funniest thing. So sometimes, if I remember a Family Guy thing, I'll go back and watch it. I hate what Family Guy does with this movie because if you guys haven't seen the Family Guy quote, it's her going, it's it's the nobody puts baby in a corner scene, and then her dad goes, "I put baby in a corner." Because she's a 16-year-old girl. How old are you? 38? And then they play Hungry Eyes to a scene of uh, Patrick Swayze in jail. Which, like, I like the timing of the joke. She's 18. She's very clearly 18. They established that she's old enough for all of this super early in the movie. Stop it, Family Guy. Yeah. That was probably around the time I stopped watching Family Guy. Probably. There... I have two, one that I like, one that I can tolerate, one that just bugs the hell out of me. The first one is uh, that I like is in How I Met Your Mother. They took the um, lover boy scene and replaced Patrick Swayze's face with Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) They might have just done all of Neil Patrick, like all of him. Is this Neil Patrick Harris in the in the Johnny part? I can't remember why they did it, but it was like one of Barney's stories. And like Aww. they may just put him in as Johnny. That's cool. Which every I time like I that. see that scene now, I think of the one that I don't like is you guys remember when they made Men in Black Three, and there was that Pitbull song. No, there's a Pitbull song that that samples uh, the, so- the the Lover Boy song. Ew. Yeah. It's, oh, I know the ew. song. I back had in no time. Idea that yeah. It was in, yeah. I had no idea that that. It was in Men in Black Three, but 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 I know the song. He name drops Agent J and Agent K. How did you not know it was Men in Black? <laughs> I mean, because when I'm listening to a Pitbull song, I hardly ever listen to the lyrics. <laughs> smart man. <laughs> I mean, all all you all you really need to know is Mr. Worldwide, and then you're good. So yeah, that's all. Yeah. I mean, that and a few songs that I actually, you know. Sorry, uh, I said a kitten scratch at my ankle. <laughs> I said a kitten scratch. At- do you have any references? Don't squish Ryan? it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Fallout Boy on their 2005 album from Under the Coke Tree. They have a mm. song that's titled "Don't Put Baby in the Corner," and I don't even remember what the song is about. But I like the fact that they named it that. <laughs> um, and that's my favorite reference that I can remember at the moment. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I wonder if it's a good song. I'll have to listen to it. I I wonder if it samples anything from that movie. All of the all of the music from that album is good. Well, that's the one with Dance Dance on it, right? Because I like that's that the one, one with Dance Dance, Sugar We're yeah. Going Down. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I've got a dark. Uh, I've got a dark alley. Like there's almost every single song on that album's a hit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to it. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up? That's all I got. Hmm. Devin, was the dancing as dirty as you expected it to be, or was it not? Oh, it was. Quite? 
This is gonna sound weird. It was dirtier than I expected it to be. Oh, really? Really? I I don't know. I I think because I I saw the time period. I was like, dirty dancing. What are they gonna be doing? Jazz swinging. And then I saw what it was. I was like, oh goodness. No, it was it was quite <laughs> dirty. It really was. Yeah. What was that look for, Ryan? You're like. You you had a nah, I'm not even gonna say it. I was gonna make a joke. But I was like, nope, not t- not taking it that far. All right, cool. So that does it for our review of Dirty Dancing. We are changing up the order a bit next week. Um, instead of having it be Devin's pick, since Devin is traveling, uh, for some reason we're making it Ryan's pick. I can't remember why, but we are. Um, so Ryan, what is your pick for next week? Doctor Strange Love. Or so or I just you 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 can say the rest of the title. How Dr. I Strange how I learned to stop know. worrying and learn to love the bomb. There you go. Thank you. You gotta understand. I'm a huge fan of this movie, and I'm such a fan of this movie that I don't care about the rest of the title. Just Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking yeah. about, there we go. I, yeah, this will I be Ryan, one of my people. This will be the second time that Ryan has made me watch this. We did this as an episode before Devin joined the show, before we did this on Twitch, before we did this on Facebook, and we lost the audio. And given the technical difficulties we had at the top of this week's show, can't wait until next week. Uh, yep. I'll make sure everything's worked out before then, though. Uh, all right. So that will be our show next. Are we doing Tuesday still with Labor Day? I guess it doesn't really uh, doesn't really affect you at all, Devin, because you're European now. I, I I was gonna make a European noise. I don't know what that is. Yes, yeah. I'm European now. All right. So if you're if you were looking forward to our review of Shang Chi, I'm sorry to disappoint, but where Devin is going, they do not have the film in English. So Only French. So Devin will not be able to watch Shang Chi. So the three of us will not be reviewing it. I will be reviewing it over on Victims and Villains with our friend Josh Howell from Nerf Herders Assemble. Uh, I'm going to try to convince Josh to do it live on the Victims and Villains Twitch channel. So if you haven't already, head over there and uh, follow Victims. Uh, yeah, oh, there that, you that, go. That's their website. Follow them on Twitch. Uh, uh, they are, If you're interested, uh, please go over and check them out tonight. In about an hour and a half, Josh and Coles will be reviewing the remake or sequel. The new, the new Candyman came out. They're doing an episode on that live on Twitch. Go so show your support to them. Uh, they're trying to grow their Twitch channel like we are. So uh, go support the friends of our sh- of the show over there. Um, I'll probably be in the chat uh, chatting it up. Um, anything else before we wrap it up? No, no. Nope. All right. Nope. Make sure if you're watching us on Twitch, hit that follow button. If you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and hit the like button on our page so you can find out when we're going live and all the exciting stuff. Uh, we have some fun memes that we're going to be sharing. That's uh, a new challenge I put out to the guys. Uh, we have exciting things in the works for the next few months. Uh, if we can get our heads out of our asses and actually get it done. So stay tuned for that. It's going to, it's going to be a lot of exciting things coming up in the next, over the next few months. Um, you can listen to our podcast and all major podcasting platforms. Um, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. So until next time for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. I'm Devin. And I've had the time of my life. And I owe it all to you guys. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Thank you.
Oh, and I carried a watermelon. 